Josh Hudson here, licensed marriage and family counselor, a therapist, um, saving marriages. Uh, here's what I want to do with you today. I want to talk a little bit of money in, in relationships. I want to talk understanding the difference between dating and marriage and how to get your girl back if you do break up. Mm. So um, here's what I want to start with. So there's an article on Forbes and okay. we'll... we'll, we'll um, we don't mean, I don't even know if we, I don't even know if you have it. I'm going to pull it up. But basically, a psychologist breaks down the 12 reasons why couples break up. So this is where I wanted to pinpoint. So uh, and I kind of broke down the 12 into like three or four categories. Mm. Number one, we can get it off there, Kels. It's all good. Okay. Um, uh, number one, they grew apart. They had different interests, and they were having too many arguments because of it. You can pull Josh up. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, there's a lack of respect, lack of sex, lack of faithfulness. Mm. So of a lacking. Then you have the money problems, lifestyle problems, you know, hypergamy, where that kind of comes into thing. Women looking for bitter, bigger, better deals. Uh, then you got not sharing in the housework, not having children as um, some of the few. And then there's some major red flags, domestic violence, drinking, drugs, gambling. Um, of those, what do you see like, as the two or three most common problems why couples break up? Mm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of those are very correlated. They have a lot of overlap with them. And um, it's funny because I have this like giant document of like hundreds of onboarding calls of like, and I always ask guys like, what are the top issues your wife would say caused the marriage to fall apart? And I can tell you like, you know, quantitatively what they are. Um, Oftentimes I I label it as trust is one. And when I say trust, the man doesn't do what he says he'll do, Mm. right? That's what's a huge one. Like, oh, I'm going to take care of this. He never does it, Mm. right? Or I'll be here on time, doesn't do it, right? So not following through with his word. Yep. Right. The second one is communication. And we kind of touched on that a little bit, but a lot of guys will use logic not understand their wife and she doesn't feel emotionally safe. Like she can open up to him. Mm. Right. And I say the third one is a lack of leadership. Right. A lot of guys, when they uh, first met their wife or girlfriend, it's like they were this man on this purpose. They had qualities in him, this confidence this you know, being, you know, not really dependent on her. But over time, after the wedding ring comes on, I think they get this like illusion that, you know, love is unconditional which is a bitter pill to swallow for a lot of guys, but they kind of slack off and they don't stop, stop, taking, stop making decisions. They stop leading in the relationship and the wife loses passion toward him. Mm. So those are the top three that I found. Gotcha. Where's money in all that? <laughs> That's, you know, money is well, actually, so I look at this as like every other problem is just a branch on this tree. And it's like, there's root core issues that I just mentioned and money, kids, sex, religion, those are things that you can deal with practically, but I like to look at it as like there's a deeper core root issue, which is the lack of communication, the trust, like these core needs. Because you can find an example of another couple that struggles with money, but they're able to work their marriage out. So why? What's the difference? It's these mm. core root issues that are really strong in the marriage. So, By the way, I forgot to ask you the same question that I ask everyone that comes on. Uh, what is your relationship status as a relationship expert? I think that's important to identify. <laughs> and then how do you make your money? Oh, two, two separate questions. Yeah. Uh, um, the woman I'm with, I do want to marry. We've been together for about nine months now. Um, and how do I make my money? I mean, I, uh, I help men save their marriages. I have a program in helping them do that, get their wife back after she wants out and, you know, after she wants divorce. So that's the majority of the way I help guys. All right. Well, let's save some marriages today. Yes. Let's save some relationships. I assume there's some overlap there. Mm And uh, congratulations to the nine-month lucky lady. I thought you were going to say nine years. I was going to say, years. my guy. <laughs> nine years. Uh, it will be. It will be. By yeah. the way, how <laughs> hard was it for you to convince your girl, like, all right, we're going to do this, when you're out there talking about this nonstop? You see what I'm saying right there? It's like, 
How like, do you feel you like get... she's pressuring me behind closed doors? Like you're preaching marriage, but you're not married kind of thing. Mm. That. And also she's like, I don't know. I see what you're saying and how you should act. But I saw in real life that you act like this. Mm. So are you bullshitting me? Like women have a bullshit test. No doubt. Yeah. So they might see something you say on a video and you do a lot of videos and they'll say, well, I noticed that you didn't do that. So what the, like, how did you, you know, find that balance with your lady? No, yeah, she she I, she's a beautiful gift. Call me out every single day, and I love that. <laughs> Absolutely, she keeps me on my toes. Mm. And you know, I always say like the best way to learn something is to teach it, right? Yeah. And so like through her and through teaching these guys every day, I get a constant reminder of how to show up in the relationship. And of course, I'm not perfect, but um, you know, I've made plenty of mistakes and I've learned from them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so when she does call you out on your bullshit, how do you? Uh, why do you view that as a positive or a benefit? And how do you not get emotional and be like, no, you don't understand, like, right? Because yeah. no matter this, whether you're whether you're a pickup artist, whether you're a salesman, whether you're starting a business, you, you're not a robot. Like if it says, hey, don't react, don't be emotional. Easier said than done, buddy. So it's like, how do you not fall victim to? No, it was just a video. I, I, you know that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I come from this. My my ethos is like I did video on Dr. Peterson about this of how, you know, I think women are those criticisms and those nagging, those complaints are when you as a man are falling off your like your strongest archetype of becoming the best man, and she sees that, and I see those criticisms as like, all right, she's calling me out to like improve me and help me, mm. as much as I point out her behaviors that push me away from her, right? And so if you see a relationship as you guys are bettering each other. And there's only certain qualities that can be improved in a relationship context. When we do argue, it's like I come from the framework of she's not attacking me. She's trying to help us grow together. Mm. And starting from that presupposition is foundational in you guys being successful together. Gotcha. You're not taking not it, seeing it personally. as a personal attack. You're not a personal. Exactly. You're not a personal attack. It's for improvement. All right. Let's get into some of these questions. This, is, this has right. been a great little intro, that video and the background of your relationship. Um, so listen, I, I know because this is a podcast that definitely focuses on finance and money and success. I kind of want to start there and then get into a little bit more relationships, lifestyle, and, uh, you know, finding your lady and, uh, whether the one exists, but let's start with money. So we all know that financial issues are all in, in any top 10 list, money problems are going to be their relationship on some lists. It's number one or two on some things it's seven or eight, but it's in a top 10 list Mm -hmm. money. So with, we all know that's a major factor in divorce or breakups. So I kind of want to get to the heart of the issue. So you even dating your your woman for nine months. There's people just starting out on, on, on a relationship right now. There's marriages that have been there for years. What do you think is the most effective approach to having that financial conversation and having a financial balance in your life? Yeah, I mean... Every situation is different, but I can just, I guess, self-disclose here. And um, I told I told my girl that, you know, if she wants to live a traditional kind of role, then I will completely provide for her financially if she wants to be that role of like staying at home, taking care of the kids. Mm. But if she wants to make her own money as well, then she will contribute to the bills, right, and to the house. And so mm. uh, I think some women do want the best of both worlds, <laughs> and to a lot of Western women especially. And um, I think it all comes down to just setting expectations from the beginning of the relationship. Because let's admit it, no one really likes to have the conversation about money. So we put it off, we put it off, and you put it off. But this comes down to just developing the skills of setting boundaries and having expectations, clear communication. And as long as you guys know those boundaries, you know when you're crossing them or when you're not. 
And I think a lot of people, they just fear having that conversation from the beginning of the relationship and they kind of just let it slide by the wayside until problems arise. Very interesting that you said that, yeah. Josh. I want to stay right there because there's this whole conversation and debate or critique, especially in the manosphere and the red pill community, which I'm, you know, I work within and I, and I, and I interview a lot of these guys. And there's yeah. this debate of a traditional woman, uh, a, a, a compliant woman, mm -hmm. a, a woman that sort of listens to her man, a housewife type of woman, and a modern woman or a boss babe or a girl boss. And what you're basically saying is, no, I'm going to give you the choice of what you want to do. If you want to be more of the traditional housewife role and not contribute financially, here's what I expect of you. If mm -hmm. you want to have a career and make money, then I'm going to want you to contribute to the bills. How do you have That's that right. conversation? Because mm -hmm. it's almost like you're empowering the woman. You're giving her a choice. You're not saying, this is what I want. This is what I want. It's almost you're identifying the type of girl you want, who you want to be with, and then having that underlying conversation of like, okay, what's next? Because mm -hmm. money is important. Are you contributing? Am I being the provider? Are we splitting this? How do you have that conversation? And what's so important about giving her that choice? Yeah. So, I mean, I said it verbatim to her, those exact words. So that's why <laughs> I had the conversation. But I, I look at things on a spectrum from like, you have the passive people pleasing, nice guy who sets no boundaries and is very indirect. And the other end of the spectrum, you have the guy who's like, gives ultimatum, super controlling. Yeah. says, no, you have to be this way. I teach guys, it's like, think of it like this. Uh, you have your clear boundaries and borders, but you give her autonomy to choose also. And that's like that perfect balance of being like assertive, but yeah. confident, right? And so I want to give her full autonomy. It's like, what life do you want to create? Like, how do you see your day-to-day -day life with me? Are you just taking care of the kids? Or do you want to make money and I can help you build your business and you can contribute? Whatever her needs are, I want to help her meet those needs. But yeah, I'm going to give her that freedom. And I think a lot of guys should approach from that angle because if you come from a place of abundance yourself, you're like, I can take care of myself. I'm not coming into this relationship half empty, trying to get her to fill me up. But like, I'm just, I'm here, I'm full. And like, I can help her support her. She's more likely to do the same for me to you. So I think if you start from there, it's really good. But I think having that like balance between the boundaries yeah. of like mm -hmm. autonomy, plus here's what I want from you. That's like the best mix between the two. What, what is this the, this hand uh, motion? You're yeah, doing? so that's what, how I what draw that, that, right? Yeah. So like, if you like I'm have from Miami, that's, that's sort of the you. The, that's the you right the you, there. Right? Shout out to the you right here. <laughs> Not. Yeah, what yeah, is so that? Like, what these, is are the, that? these are the boundaries, right? So it's like, this is the behavior I accept. This is what my expectations are for you. If you cross this, then, you know, you violate my boundaries and, you know, that's a different conversation, right? But a lot of guys, they'll try to like suffocate the woman and say, you, you know, you can't wear this. You can't go out. I hear a lot of guys red pill. Oh, a girl can't uh, post Instagram photos of her in bikinis because that's just like uh, advertising to other guys. It's like, okay, that's, that's, you're over here, dude. Like you can't really control too much of what she posts, right? And mm -hmm. if you have that expectation, I think she's going to try to rebel because it, so, it shows insecurity in your part. Mm -hmm. That's my perspective. But, but if it... you have the guy over here where she's like straight up saying, hey, like come meet me at the bar tonight and she's going out every single weekend. But this guy over here is like, he feels bad about it, but he's afraid to address that conflict. Yep. That's also not good either, right? So there is that healthy middle ground is what I'm trying to say. We're going to say that. Yeah, I was going to say, what if a guy is coming from it in a perspective of like, I want to protect her, you know, her privacy. So that like there's value in privacy so like i can see why a guy would say like i don't want my girl posting like bikini pictures all over the place because like there's value in the privacy of it so i don't know if i agree with like that statement per se i think um when a man like shows like like i don't want you to do x y and z but it's because i'm looking out for you i think that's important because as a woman you it's like second eyes without like 
sometimes girls will do things out of like emotion and like oh i feel good and i look good but a man will look at it like as i want to protect her i don't want her to make a decision and then it go down the wrong path so i think there's like a fine line i guess like you said maybe like in the middle um and because especially today like with women being so promiscuous you know i think that's more of a uh a, a common thing today so I don't know. I think privacy in that. I don't know if I agree with all that, all the way. Yeah, there is a line, sense. of course, but like, I mean, protecting her from what? A guy sliding into her DMs or what? Um, not only that, I think just like keeping the value and the class of the woman. You know, maybe it's the way she takes the bikini picture that makes a difference. Is that kind of where your head is at? Well, okay. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, it doesn't it isn't it the woman's choice to say if she finds that valuable? It's like, I think as a guy, like you're emplacing your own values onto her, mm -hmm. which she could choose to accept or not, right? That's a boundary you have. But mm -hmm. if she was doing it before the relationship, why would she then alter that oh, in the okay. relationship? Is it, I see is what it you're saying. I respect thought, for the guy or? I see what you're saying. Well, if a guy decides to be with a girl and he saw that she's been promiscuous in a certain way and you know then he's asking her to change that's different but i think if she's not really like that's her thing and then she decides to hey i want to be a little bit more promiscuous i want to get attention i think that's different yeah that's different okay she's seeking something outside of the relationship that she thinks her man can't get there her, it is right? yes 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 so all that's right, that's well, where i was coming be in. careful with your bikini pics that's what i don't take them that, right? yeah just be careful ladies okay. you don't want to be too too much about um it. remember yeah. we're talking to the men here now <laughs> yes sorry, sorry. uh let, i I want to stay. I want to stay. I really appreciate you're giving the woman the choice, and I fully fundamentally agree with that. It's listen, men. You can make all the demands you want. I've I've realized the more you demand, this is the way it is. Women will 100% rebel. Mm -hmm. It's I a remember, human trait. You can't control people. We try to get control, but we rebel. Fully agree. You know? I remember telling a girl, "Are right, we broke up? You can do whatever you want. Hang out with whoever you want. Just don't hang out with this one person." What do you think she did? It's exactly what she did. So it's no like one the likes dad control. Saying, don't don't have that boyfriend anymore, and she like wants him more, right? Hundred thousand percent. So you're giving women a choice, and you and you're and you're allowing them to make the best decisions. And I understand that you're giving the boundaries. So let me stay on that that those two, two completely different binary options on one choice. Hey, if you want to be the traditional woman, stay home wife, right? You're going to be Josh's baby mama wife, stay at the house, all that. All right, there's that. And then the other option is obviously you want to work, you got to contribute. Financially speaking, how would that work in your life? Obviously, and, and, and just maybe it's not even your life for most men's life. For that dude that the woman is staying home working, are you contributing 100% to every bill, every expense, every little thing that you got to pay for? And then conversely, how would it work for the woman who is actually also making money, how much would you actually have her contribute to? Mm. Give me that balance. I wish I can give you a best practices. Like scientifically, this has been proven 80-20 split, 70-30. But it really comes down to the individual, right? Like if I'm pulling in, let's say, a million dollars a year, right? And she's pulling in her side business, $100,000 a year, optimistically. It's like she's making, what, like 10% off, off what I'm making? Does she contribute 10% of the total bills? I mean, that's, that's fair, mm -hmm. but... It all comes down to a conversation between the two of you. You know, what is fair? Mm -hmm. You know, Josh is doing well when he uses examples of, I make a million, she makes 100,000. <laughs> all right, so the family income is 1.1 million. What happens if the family household income is collectively 100,000? How would you, would you same rules apply? Meaning like, all right. Where the wife is making 10K a year? Exactly. 
I think they should go <laughs> make some good investments and make some more money together. <laughs> so you want your woman to make some money. Uh, Got nice. it. All right. So speaking about money and access to your money, how does it work? All right. So let's say you're dating and maybe you're getting engaged and now you get married or maybe not even married yet. Access and trust are very big things. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're talking trust. We're talking access to accounts we're talking passwords we're talking she's getting her own credit card now we're talking you're getting full disclosure how does that work because a lot of times that has to do with as a man you need to be very comfortable and trust your woman how does that work within a relationship in your opinion yeah man that, that's an interesting one like i think it, i'm gonna circle back to my original point of like setting those expectations and having that brutal straight honest conversation in the beginning like if i give you a credit card are you i'm gonna put a three thousand dollar limit on it per month right you know and it's like is that fair is that justified mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you just have and then like i know some people like a guy will have a secret account right that he doesn't tell his wife about that he's just like saving just in case and then the wife finds out that's a huge fight so I think it comes back to the principles of just honesty and having those conversations, right? Those difficult conversations. Um, you know, you can apply the same thing with sex, right? Like we don't, we assume that like someone wants sex this amount or that amount, right? Or how to raise, how to raise the kids. And it comes to back to, if you learn the principles and the tools and the skills to have a conversation about anything, understand her needs, your needs. Look, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I don't know. Look, relationships are simultaneously the easiest and hardest thing in the world. They're the easiest thing because it's all about knowing your needs and telling that person and expecting them to meet them. But the difficulty comes in all the emotions and fears involved in rejection, and, right? And so I think if you can learn those basic skills of communication, then the rest of this kind of becomes automatic. Yeah, I like what you said there. It's, it's, the, it's the easiest and hardest thing to do. I also think at the same token, it's also the best and potentially the worst thing that can happen in your life. We all know that. We've all been in love. We all have had heartbreak. Yep. Love it ain't easy out there. The girls are crying over here at that, Josh. Let's not go there. So, but to stay okay, on that yeah. is the, these, the effective communication and being upfront. But you need to trust your girl if she's got access to your passwords. She knows all your bank account information. That's a, that, you know, how many people in your life know your passwords, know your net worth, know mm-hmm. how much money you got in the bank, mm-hmm. know where the skeleton, you know, the, the the bodies are, so to speak, the skeletons of the closet. That's a very, very slippery slope right yeah. there on the trust right. factor. How are you going to do that? And she's trusting you to provide and protect her yes. every single day, right? And right. that's a huge trust element as well. It goes yeah. both ways. How are you going to handle that in your relationship, all that? When is your girl going to get access to the credit card and to the uh, <laughs> passwords, Josh? How, like, it, I, I love the fact that you're not married yet and you want to get married because it's mm-hmm. not like, like you're literally going to have to have to do these things. So it's like I'm almost throwing obstacles and tests in your way that you're gonna have to apply in your life. That's what I'm enjoying about this right now. Yeah, no, I mean, like, look, I have a very, I hate this word, but I have a very Buddhist approach to life, right? Where it's like, um, you know, it kind of is what it is. And I, you know, I, I, in terms of like what I'm going to do with her, she knows the plan that I have set, right? Like marriage at 37, all these things I'm moving in with her this year. And it's like, I'll slowly start taking taking care of stuff for her one thing at a time. Like I'll pay for the, all the rent and then I'll start paying mm-hmm. for, you know, the gas and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, it's just like a, it's a building of trust over time. Right. And so it's like, I give you this new echelon of like commitment to you. Do you abuse it? Right. Do you take advantage of it? Do we trust e- each other both? I think a lot of people, they just kind of rush into it all. And majority of the guys, for example, that are in my program, it's like they married their high school sweetheart or they married a woman in college after knowing her for a year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right. They jumped into it all. And 
I think that's a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you got to be with someone for a very long time. You got, and then you got to see how it kind of plays out. And then you develop that trust over time is I think the I best have, strategy. I have a question for you on that. Do you, where's your kind of head at when it comes to like giving the passwords and doing that? Cause isn't that in a way like you're surrendering to your partner instead of just trusting them with that access? If you know what I yeah, mean? I mean, look to use an extreme example to prove the point, like mm -hmm. any of you can go cheat on each other any day of the week. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Anything's possible negatively. Mm -hmm. It's like if you perseverate on the negative, mm -hmm. you're going to show up in the relationship guarded. You're going to push that person away and they're going to do ultimately what you're most afraid of. Mm. That's just a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It can apply to any domain of the relationship. Mm -hmm. mm. And so you just have to accept that as a, you know, a truth and not really focus on the negative and give them that trust By until the way, they mm -hmm. prove otherwise. Yeah. Josh, personal question. Is your girl working right now? She's got her own career. Yeah, yeah, she works. She, okay. she has multiple jobs. All right. And, and have you already had that conversation? So how old are you right now? I'm, 30, I'm about to turn 34 next month. 34. Oh. Um, and you said you want to be married at 37. So you're very clear on your goals and, and kind of where you're at time frame. Give me the exit strategy and the implementation uh, of when she will stop working and be more of the wife role. Give us a little glimpse on and just sort of how that plan will develop over into time. The personal life. You just want to hear it all. Uh, yeah. Well, you're the guy. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, she's going up to, uh, get her master's in, uh, like uh, Chinese medicine up in Seattle next, uh, next year. Um, I've been in San Diego for like seven plus years. I'm going to go up there, live my own place in the same city, and then we'll move in the following year. Right. And then from there, we'll see how that year together lives in, in the house, how we kind of mesh together, living in the same domain. Mm -hmm. And then the next step would be marriage the following year. And then, um, yeah, that's the kind of plan with all that. As far as like the deep, you know, the gritty details about passwords and bank details and yeah. not thinking too much about that right now. But right. we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. All right. Last question with the money stuff. Josh, what is your banking password? I'd like for <laughs> right? Who do you bank with? It's, uh, I love my mom.com. <laughs> love your mom. mom. That's a good boy. Com. Loves his mom. Um, last uh, money question, and we'll move on to more dating and marriage questions. This concept of a prenup. Mm. Uh, you know, the more successful you become as a man, the more that it becomes... Uh, not an option. It becomes a requirement. If you if you follow any sort of sage advice, uh, assuming you know that you're way more successful than your lady, for the few times where it's like I ain't got no money as a dude, my girl's got all the money. Good luck, buddy. Uh, you know, <laughs> congratulations. But let's say you have you know a million bucks in the bank. You're a successful guy. You're a millionaire. Uh, what do you advise men on prenups? We want prenup. We want prenup. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She, I, and that's a conversation I told her. I, I told her from like week number one or date number two, like, hey, I'm going to have a prenup. But I'm also, if you so choose, I can help you make your own money. Right. And own, have your own business or you want or I will take fully take care of you. But yeah, yeah definitely having a prenup. But you're saying that how many dates in did you address a prenup? Like the second or third date. Yeah. Wow. And how'd that conversation go? She, I mean, she was awesome. She didn't complain. Wow. About it. She was like, "Yeah, okay, I understand." And well, when you brought that up, did you did you know like, "Oh, I'm gonna pursue this girl. This is kind of the girl I want to marry," or did you uh, just I knew, say I that's a long standard? time ago before I even went on a date with her that I, that she was like, "Yeah, oh, really? good for you, buddy." Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. I'm telling you, I brought up the prenup thing on a second date recently, and the girl goes, "Who the fuck talks about prenups?" <laughs> and I was like, "This guy," and it was like. 
you can see it's that- all in the it's all in the delivery. I wonder how yes. you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, bitch, I want a prenup. No, <laughs> it was hey, look, so you put you put on the song. You're like, hey, yeah, this song, no. you know. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think it was very intriguing to the girl because I was like, listen, I don't think I've ever brought that up before, so take that as a compliment. Mm. But at the same time, I want to set expectations. If she's like. I brought that up to one other girl, let's say a year or two ago when we just started dating. And the girl straight up said, I'm never signing a prenup. Not happening. I'm not interested in that. I I, I know women that, you know, it didn't work out well for them. And it was like, holy shit. Yeah. Am I really going to go down this path with this girl who will refuse to sign a prenup? And I just, you know, we kind of slowly kind of backed off. And it was sort of a red flag for both of us, I feel. But... Listen, I'd rather clean that up right Miami, now man. up You're front. In the wrong city, that's why. Yeah, well, I'm not moving, brothers, unless unless I want to go get my doctorate of Chinese medicine in uh, <laughs> the state of Washington. Um, but yeah, it, you're basically saying address it up front. Yeah, man, there's there's thousands of women that would you would love that would be down for that, right? So he's got to find the right one. Mm, we want prenup. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's get into a little bit more of a dating marriage talk. By the way, uh, you're here on Valuetainment VT Money. Um, if you have not subscribed, subscribe to the channel, like the video so more men can hear this type of advice we're doing here. We got Josh Hudson here. He's saving marriages, saving relationships. All his um, channels and information is in the description if you want to follow him. And we thank Josh for being here. And Natalia is going to be answering your super chats yes. and reading them out there shortly. We've got another half hour or so with Josh. So let's get into the nitty gritty. All right. Yes. You talked about um, marriage. And some men are sort of rushing into marriage. They marriage their high school sweetheart right after college. They kind of, you know, get things going. In your opinion, when should a man get married? Meaning, is there a certain age? Is there a certain checklist? Is there a certain point of his life? Is he have to be done partying? Is he done kind of womanizing? Been there, done that? What is sort of your, your, your general rule or guideline of when a man should pursue marriage? Having you having talking to a lot of guys in the manosphere, I think you understand like the whole value equation with men and age, right? And I definitely agree with that. That a man doesn't reach his peak until what, like thirty nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, unless you find like just a really high class woman that you mesh with really well, you can maybe go against that and maybe marry in your early thirties. But I would you know, at least late thirties, man, because you're still growing and improving and like learning who you are and what you want, mm-hmm. right? It's like. As a guy, if you're listening to this, like imagine yourself from 20 to 25 and 25 to 30, how much you've grown here and you know how much value you've increased. It's like keep on doing that and settle down when you're, you know, in your late 30s. That's yeah. my personal philosophy. I fully agree with you, brother. And, you know, I there's there's rules and there's exceptions. So we have we have a, uh, a friend here who, who runs a sales department here at Valuetainment that <coughs> married his high school sweetheart. If you follow oh, yeah. Valuetainment, you know who I'm talking about here. Awesome guy. Awesome wife. Three kids high school sweetheart they live down the block from each other and they're sort of like the poster child of yes this could happen and i'm like yeah who else do you know that well just them exactly they're few Mm -hmm. and far between take your time just because you know someone that married their high school sweetheart doesn't mean that's going to work out for you or that's the best approach when it comes to marriage i would say that most men specifically need to wait until they're 30 plus to even consider marriage Understand yourself, grow, become the best version of yourself, then bring in someone in your life. You said something earlier that that I'm coming full to relationship and she's coming full to relationship. I've heard someone say, you know, you know, relationships are supposed to be 50-50 and that's what it's been. The guy goes, no, 
I need to be 100 and she needs to be 100 and we need to come together and be 200. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, on the practical level, like what does that even look like? But from, you know, because I'm a therapist, like I look at like the psychology lens and, um, you know, just uh, you look at like attachment theory, for example. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but there's like anxious attachment, avoidant attachment. Mm. It's like you want to be secure in who you are, which means you can be okay by yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that period where you've been single, where you're not jumping from relationship to relationship. Yep. Right. And you have that period where you're like, okay, I can be good with me. I don't need to go chase something else out there to feel like to deal with this loneliness. Mm. Once you can cultivate that ability, then it's like, okay, now I feel secure. Now I can find someone else who's kind of the same. Yeah. I right? love Unfortunately, that. what happens is like the most common pattern I see out of is like, and anxious always gets with them and avoid it, right? <laughs> Which the means like what? the cycle occurs where it's like, oh no, there's a problem. I'm gonna chase you. And the person's like, no, leave me alone. I need my, I need my time. It's just constant like this, right? Mm. And so finding that secure attachment is like a, a primary thing you need to do first. Josh, just because I don't want to hear that accurately, you said the anxious always gets the avoidant. The anxious and the avoidant always get together. The person huh. who chases the clinger and the person who runs and needs alone time during fights, right? Mm. It's just a pattern that just constantly plays out with a lot of relationships. So, most so, relationships. If, if, so break that down for the man, female, sure. sexual di- dynamics. If the man is anxious... And the woman's sort of a runner. What what is that actually? How does that come to fruition in real life? Well, I'll say that majority of men are actually more avoidant. Okay. And the majority of women are more anxious. Yeah. Right. But so, you know, this can shift within a relationship too, right? And a lot of the men, when they come to me, it's like the woman's like, all right, screw this, I'm out now. Right. Yeah. And she she develops this avoidant attachment, but the man starts chasing. But it's this constant thing where it's like in the beginning of the relationship when this limerence is like all this oxytocin and dopamine and stuff's going in your brain. They're like a better drug than cocaine and heroin, according to studies. Mm-hmm. It's like you guys seem secure because it's like, oh, my God, they're perfect. But your childhood really influences the way you kind of go get those needs that we talked about. Why mm. it makes it so difficult in relationships. And if you had a parent that was like not present or overly anxious themselves, you develop this negative attachment style and you replicate that same pattern. In your relationship with your partner, yeah, and, right. And, and I like what you said. It's usually the guy that's more uh, avoidant, and the woman Generally. who is more anxious. You know, they say that men crave freedom, women crave commitment, and then connection. and that and that uh, a connection, and that uh, that's where the fear sort of develops. Is that women are fearful that the man won't commit, and that the uh, the men are fearful that the woman wants commitment, and they can't you know kind of do what they want to do. And there's this, you know this dynamic that, that takes place. Uh, how, how can, how can a man deal with that? How can a woman deal with that? If that is truly what a man wants is freedom and a woman wants commitment. Those are two polarizing ideologies. How does that actually come to fruition in real life? How does it come to fruition? I mean, like, you mean, how's it fixed or how's it healed or? Yeah, exactly. Years of therapy. <laughs> I mean, real talk. Like that—that's what I help guys focus on is like how to how to heal that, right? And this like this ultimate wound of like I'm never going to be loved. I'm going to be alone, and like where it came from. And a lot of men I work with, like they have trauma from the past, if their parents were alcoholic or this or that. And it's like knowing mm-hmm. how to heal that trauma. That's the whole how process. Adam. It's like a long process, but you know, just being aware of it is like the first step, right? That you are, and when when times of conflict arise. Like your strategy is to either chase and solve the problem. I need to fix. I need to fix, or is it like mm-hmm. run away and shut down? Yeah. And like knowing what attachment style you are, like you can start by there and then trying to fix it, right? So, That's so you you said um, you got to be comfortable being uh, by yourself, and then when you're comfortable by yourself, then you'll appreciate being in a relationship because you're not needy or clingy or anything like that. So, uh, and I know it's way more common in women who jump from relationship to relationship to relationship. I don't see a lot of men 
do that. I think men go from relationship, break up, play the field, pick one. All right, relationship, break up. I see women go from, especially the most beautiful women, they're always going to mm-hmm. have people pursuing them. You know, they mm-hmm. just go from relationship to relationship to relationship. Is that a red flag for a guy to look mm. in, when looking yeah. for a girl when she just always is in a relationship or is like, no, that that's expected of very pretty women? Ah, that's a hard one because like if she's not in relationships, was she spending that single time hooking up with a bunch of guys? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean, like how was she spending that single time? So, you know, if you'd like ask Andrew Tate, for example, right, he would say that <laughs> you want to meet a girl who's been in a couple of relationships. Um, but like, I think it comes down to your personal preference. And I think that's, I don't, know, that's a difficult one, man. That's a really good question. Um, yeah, my goal is to stump to the expert. I think we got some here. Here's another one yeah, for like, you. Speaking of being independent, you know, I used to be a stand up comedian and Chris Rock was one of my favorite guys. Tell me if you've ever heard this before when he says, you know, relationships are tricky, brother. You know, you could either be single and lonely or married and bored. You could be single and lonely, married and bored. What do you prefer mm. as a man out there? What do you think is better for the psyche of a man? Would you rather be single and lonely or married and bored? Obviously, those are two sort of low-end options. But if those are the only two options, what is a better option for a man? I mean, if you ask millions of lonely men, which only gets worse and worse every year, mm. right? They would probably say bored in a relationship because they at least have someone at the end of the night to talk mm. to and share their life with. Because, you know, I'm not going to get all depressing here, but, you know, the you probably heard of the statistics of just the loneliness of men rising and depression and stuff. Yeah. But if you were to ask me personally, like, I really enjoy being single and I enjoy <laughs> relationships, too. But um, I love that that freedom. You want to go back to that, even though it's like you're lonely at the end of the night. That sense of freedom is just like, yeah, it's that masculine. Just yeah. like, mm. you know, and listen, brother, it takes one to know one. So I'm, it's a compliment right here. A high value man, you know, has options and they're not mm-hmm. desperate. So if you're what I would call a high value man, you've made money, you've had success, you've got looks, you've got game, being by yourself ain't exactly the worst thing ever. Things will come your way. You'll attract good things in your life. If you have not built yourself up as a man and you're one of these one third of men who haven't had sex in a year and you have no woman in your life, you'll crave to be bored in a marriage because you have no other options out there. Yeah. So the more that you improve, kind of what we talked about initially, yeah. the more that you can improve yourself and your status and your success in life, then the more comfortable you'll be alone. The less you are, the more desperate you'll be for someone in your life to show you love. And I think that's kind of what you were saying. Like you built yourself up to be this type of man who's successful, accomplished, uh, you know, competent, confident, all that. So you're comfortable in your own skin. You're comfortable being alone because you know you have options. If you were one of those losers out there, you'd be desperate. Yeah, yeah I mean, I can only speak to that because I, I was one of those losers at one point. I was super introverted, shy, lonely, like addicted to the porn, watching video games, like complete transformation, you know. And um, so I know what it's like to be on the other side of that. Right. Mm. And um, yeah, it's it's hard, well, <laughs> you know, well, but like there is I mean, there is there's a path forward, you know, just got you got to look at yourself honestly and um address the things that are causing you to be lonely. Really? Like, you know, why you can't connect with other people. Why it's so hard for you. Mm. Uh, How did you do it? Well, I had the fortunate (laughs) outcome of being cheated on my first relationship, which created a lot of pain. Then I wanted to understand that pain. So I went to psychology to understand that pain. And that psychology route led me to get my master's and learn about myself and heal these 
traumas and stuff and focus on myself and the rest is history. But yeah, that initial pain was like a jumping off point, like a call to adventure, if you will, from the hero's journey to go learn about myself and conquer those inner demons. You know, a lot of guys, they, they don't sit like, um, I always say like uh, change comes from either inspiration or desperation. A lot of people are floating in between. They're kind of mm. comfortable, but they're not happy. And it's like, uh, you know, life's life could be worse or better. And they're not either inspired or desperate to change. I had that desperation by being cheated on, right? Yeah. And that pain and that relationship caused me to search for answers. Would you say that that was the best thing that could have ever happened to you? Your woman cheating 100%. on you? It's, it's why I do what I do. Wow. Isn't that so amazing? I found that the, 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 the lowest points in life, the point where a girl cheats on you, you break up, you lose a job, you lose a family member. Like the lowest, think about the lowest point of life you've been to. You have one of two options. It's kind of like what you're saying, desperation or inspiration. Are you going to, you know, fear? What does fear stand for? You know, face everything and run or face everything and rise. So it's mm -hmm. it, it's one of those things where you rose to the moment, you rose to the occasion, and you're so much better for it. There's a lot of men mm -hmm. that kind of wallow and feel bad and they kind of develop pity for themselves and they never fully um, become the best version of themselves. But that's exactly what you needed as the motivation to become the person you are today, who is the relationship expert. Mm -hmm. So good on you. A oh. uh, few more questions. Um, you know, there's this whole concept of the one, the fairy tale, the happy ending, the, you know, Cinderella, Snow White. We've seen this Beauty and the Beast, like for the, for the hopeless romantics out there. Uh, how do you feel about this concept of there's one person for you and the one? What are your thoughts? My, I wrote, my second book was called uh, Soulmates Suck. And so it was actually... <laughs> soulmate exactly yeah, i wrote it i wrote it actually when i was in um i was in europe with my girlfriend at the time from uh, college who i thought i wanted to marry and uh, we were actually in this horrible spot where she, i just found out she cheated on me and i cheated on her and i'm in europe writing this book about why soulmates suck so there was like a little tone of like resentment but i think it was birth from this point of truth that like we if you go into this illusion that like disney and fairy tales tell you that you're going to find this perfect person and it's all just going to work out it, there's so many things wrong with that because you don't really assess honestly like who they are and their faults right and also your own faults and you think it's just going to naturally just happen and i think a lot of guys who get married early when they experience that love for the first time they're like oh my god they are the one they get married fast they have the first couple of kids and then they don't even know who they really are at the end of the day mm -hmm. and so i think this idea that there is one person out there for you is flawed and it causes a lot of damage so if you even though get... i'm not trying to kill romanticism because i'm i am a hopeless romantic i save marriages right but like <laughs> You gotta live in truth. If you, if you could, if you could only give her yes or no answer to, is there the one out there? What would your answer be? Maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no, ladies and gentlemen. That's a no. That's a no. No, there, there. I don't think there is. I think there's multiple people for okay. you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I also, I also think that that person, that one, um, is for different phases of your life. So for instance, when you're 20, 25, 30, you might think, oh, this girl's the one. But by the time you're 40, you might realize, no, no, no. This girl's the one for a different type of reason, mm -hmm. right? So also phases yeah. in your life. Um, let's talk about um, the hardest part of relationships is the breakup, mm -hmm. right? You know, when mm -hmm. things are going great, everyone's talking about it. But when you get cheated on and you're, you know, you're feeling horrible and then uh, we've all had to deal with these breakups and, and it's never easy. Let's just start with some basic signs of when a girl is going to break up with you. What are the what are the the sound whether it's hey I need some space or you know I have a headache, no sex. What kind of excuses do you see? Mm. Um, yeah, Nat's done the headache excuse before. You could tell. What are the yeah. signs that she's going to break up with you? What should a, what should men be looking for in that regard? 
I'm going to say them. I am, but I'm so hesitant because I feel like so many people listening to this are going to be like, oh, my partner does this, my partner does this, my partner does this. <laughs> and I'm going to like, well, create a lot of breakups them, right now. You're going to help them. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's the common ones. It's, it really is. It's like if she all of a sudden starts like buying a bunch of new clothes that are like mm. maybe like lingerie, she starts working out a lot more. Um, she either has more sex with you or less sex, which I know seems confusing. Um, she's on her phone more often, but all these signs too, it's like, <laughs> they're correlated with breaking up, but a woman could just want to go on a weight loss journey for something else. It doesn't mean she's actually going to break up with you. Yeah. Right. But like, those are the telltale signs. But I would say more than anything, she goes into this like apathetic state with mm-hmm. you, right? Where mm-hmm. she's just like, you tell her about your, your day and she's giving her one word of responses. She's not asking you about her day. She's not initiating conversation with you. She's not opening up to you. And you can feel a shift in her energy where it's just become, gone into apathy. I was just right? going to say and energy and vibe are going to give are going to give you all the answers you're looking for. Mm. And mm-hmm. I think it's important once as a man, once you're getting that weird vibe, you know, what would you do? Would you just say, hey, I've noticed like you've kind of you're not acting like yourself. What, would you please tell me what's wrong? Like, how would you approach that? Mm. I'll say that a lot of guys um, in the marriage that the biggest mistake they made in that conversation is they said, are you breaking up with me? And it just oh, like Jesus. it reconfirmed that it's all, that's going to happen. Instead of approaching her like, "Hey, I noticed this has changed about you and about us, and I want uh-huh. to work on this," and you're expecting a positive outcome, right? That you guys can work it out instead of coming from fear. That's like, "Are you going to break up with me?" Because the girl's like, "You know what? I am." Because you put it out there, that's but like so maybe true. she's in this dual mind narrative that I talk about, where it's like maybe she wants it, maybe she doesn't. She's not sure, but by leaning on that one, the fear, yes. she's going to be like, "Okay, yeah, you said that. Let's do that." Mm-hmm. But if you're yeah. a guy that's confident that you can work out with her, it's like let's have the conversation <laughs> that we're going to work on this together. And she's like, "Okay, I'll give it one more shot." What Natalia, right? so my friend just Natalia, that. just revealed is that if you're dating Natalia, <laughs> don't ask her if you're going to break up with me because now you just put an idea in her head, and she's it's like, true. "You know what?" That's a good idea. Well, it's because, like he said, it's, you, it's like you're leaning more on that. And if that's what you're receiving based on my response right mm. now, it's like, okay, well, you obviously must feel like we need to break up if that's where you're at. So, yeah. And sometimes like women just can be in the middle of like, I'm not sure if I want to break up. I don't know if we can work on it. But if you're like, you want to break up, I'm like... Uh, wasn't sure but since you said it maybe you know we're all about so. planting seeds but don't plant the wrong seeds right yes. plant the right mm-hmm. seeds um mm-hmm. all right so let's say you know the signs are all there and all of a sudden yep there's a breakup hey mm-hmm. this isn't working out i think we should see other people i don't know i'm not happy we've all heard the reasons um what's the best way or some tips for the men out there of how they can deal with a breakup I'll, I'll, I'll say all the things that the men do wrong first. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Uh, they beg, they plead, they try to use like, what about all these memories we have and all these past things, right? And they they um, <laughs> they um start to do more chores. They start to think of all the things she complained about. They're like, okay, no, I'll, I'll spend more time with you. I'll take, I'll do this for you. And that's just like, you're just reconfirming that she's making the right decision because you're just- Yeah, like, literally. Your value is like going like this to her. Oh, she's man. Like, oh my God, I'm totally right in doing this right now. Okay, yeah. so those right, are the so, don'ts. <laughs> Taking mm-hmm. note, what are the do's? The do's, uh, there's mixed results here, but I would say the most, I'll start with the practical one, then I'll start yeah. with like a dark psychology kind of one. Sure, best thing um, that guy can do to deal with the breakup, yeah. Yeah, the best you could do is just say, okay, and then walk away. Mm. What? Okay, go on. No, I'll let the I'll let the woman speak to that if they <laughs> Wait, want what? to. Comment on it. I heard yeah. audible gasps. Yeah. No, I think that leaves it a little bit more like you're making the woman have to make a little bit more effort, you know, to like 
wait, you're okay with that? Like, you don't want to work it out? I think that leaving it a little bit more open-ended, it leaves room for conversation. Mm. So I That's can That's not open-ended. He walked away. Well, if he's like... Oh, so now you want him back, Kels? No. Yeah. But if you say you're going to break up and maybe you're expecting them to, f- to fight for you a little bit, or if you're putting it out... Yeah. Not, even if you say, hey, this is, I don't think this is going well. I want to break up. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, it might... Like maybe I just maybe there's a something that can be bridged there, and you just communicate uh, like, oh, I do feel this way, but I thought you were diff- acting that's, that's a certain different. way. I, I, yeah. You phrase it like, oh, I'm breaking up with you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, that's yeah, 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 right? for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's stay yeah. on that. We're breaking up, and your response is okay. And yeah, just if walk someone's away. breaking up with you, like hold your own value. If someone doesn't want to be with you. Why would you want to be with them? Yeah. Yes, I that feel you on that. But if okay. they're like, you as, don't as, fight for if what you want. They're like, I don't know. Is this working out for us? Can we talk about it? That's completely different. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, From the, and that that way you address it is like, hey, yeah, like. I felt this too because you, as a guy, it should not be coming from out of left field. <laughs> Some guys it is, which is speaks to their lack of knowing their woman, mm-hmm. the way she feels. But that's another conversation. So we, we but get- the best way to respond to it is like understand why, like, and not be accusatory or afraid, but like mm-hmm. be like an invest. Use Socratic questioning, as I call it. Like, when did you feel this way? How long have you felt this way? What's not being met for you? Like, mm-hmm. have that conversation finally. Okay, know? so yeah, d- what like we learned better. is don't. Yeah. Uh, don't bring up all the beautiful memories that she fully is aware of. You're trying of. to use logic to justify yeah. her, change her emotions. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Do basically meet it in the eye and be like, okay, this is this is what you want. Start asking some questions. How long have you felt this way? Why do you feel this way? Uh, any other tips of what a guy can do to deal with the breakup? Maybe the emotional side of things? Mm. Like, should he contact her? Cold turkey. Mm. Keep it moving. Should he, you know, once, because like, obviously, like, let's say you're in the moment you break up, then you go your separate ways. Now you're separate. Do you? What are the rules on texting her? Should you reach out? You know, Valentine's Day is coming up. Right. How does that work? You know, you miss her a little bit, and she yeah, probably so misses you a little bit. <laughs> if the goal is to get back with her, mm-hmm. if that is your goal as a man, mm-hmm. then you need to practice at least three to four weeks of like no contact. Absolutely, no. Don't follow her on unfollow her on social. You need to create that space because she needs to know that you've changed. Because she's not going to come back to the same guy, and yeah. so you mm-hmm. need that period of like three to four weeks minimum. Of focusing on yourself, looking at the relationship, say, what did I do differently and work on changing those things? So when she is interested in coming back, what has he been up to? She sees those changes. But a lot of guys make the mistake of trying to follow her, contact her, let's hang out, let's do this. Yeah. And it's like, yo, like you're being super needy. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna come back yeah. to a needy guy. So okay, no contact for you're saying a month. None whatsoever. Mm. And are you recommending unfollow on socials? Yeah, because you'll just it'll just bring up sadness and like you won't have that period to like have that separation. If you're, I mean, this is like a guy who's like following a girl on Instagram nonstop, looking at her stories all the time. She becomes like a celebrity to him. Then when she sees her, he sees her in public, she's like, he's like afraid to approach her. Mm. Right? It's kind of like mm. the same voyeuristic kind of like. I'm not gonna. It's lie. like low value. You know what he's I mean? Right. I be calling them like, oh, he's a fan now. Yeah. When I we see know that. you're watching. Like I know you're watching. Like if mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. ended something, like if I'm talking to a guy and like we ended it. He'll be like the first one to watch my story. I'm like, oh, you're a fan. Like, I can't have you on my stuff. I need ah. you away. Like, it, it's true. It is very, very so true. There you go. All right. Well, with that being said, you said, uh, you know, if you're special, if you want to get her back, how likely, odds wise, is it to get your girl back, whether it's a girlfriend or a wife, to, to win her back? So, what numbers have you seen that? Or is it better once it's, you know, listen, just move on, bro. What's done is done. You're not getting her back. I guess from an odds perspective, I'm looking for a number here. What are the odds you're going to get your girl back? Let's say it's a long-term relationship uh, or a marriage. What are the odds that you'll get her back? 
Yeah, if you follow like everything that I found over the years to a T and you actually look at the things that cause her to actually pull away from you, the top obstacles, and you honestly work on those and improve them, and you honor that no contact space and reinitiate conversation with her, and she sees that you have changed and you actually have improved as a man, I would say that chances are usually 50-50 that she'll get back with you if she's not in another relationship. But even if she is in another relationship, I've had guys where the woman actually accepts the proposal of another guy's wedding, like another proposal of the other guy, and she still came back to her husband. And so like there are exceptions to this, but you know, you really have to, you, she, a woman will sniff out manipulation, right? You guys like, and if he's faking it and if like, you know what I mean? And so you have to make, you have to make that genuine change. Yes. <laughs> I used to work with dating guys myself at, and like a guy would come to me and he'd be like, Hey, what's a confident line to say to a girl? And it's like, if I gave you this line, what the girl's hearing is like, Hey, I'm confident. You want to hear a confident line yeah. versus actually yeah. becoming confident and everything out of your mouth is confident. Right. Yes. So as these guys, I tell them like, make these genuine changes in yourself. And that's the best chance to get her back. Make the changes in yourself. So is that your best advice to the guy trying to win the girl back? Make the actual changes she wanted. I like that. You women sniff it out. <laughs> you guys do. Yeah, you guys we are know. super intuitive. We you can know. tell if a guy's manipulating it you or so just like true. saying things just to try to impress you Thank or you. like. I agree. Mm-hmm. We right. know. Yeah, you absolutely. know, Josh. You know, Josh is spitting some game and all the girls are like, yeah, yeah, you go, boy. Okay. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm just speaking truth. Yeah. yeah. Spitting facts over here. All right. Uh, shifting gears. We just, you know, you, you broke up with your girl or maybe you're dating a girl. Things, things are, you know, in array. Um, you know, there's this, the, this whole debate on the girl's trip. Should you let your girl go on a girl's <laughs> yeah. trip? Is it totally normal oh, to yeah. go on a girl's oh. trip? It's a bachelorette. It's a birthday. We're going to Vegas. We're going to South Beach. We're going to Miami. It's a girl's trip. Why can't you understand? I want to hang out with my girl. This whole thing. A guy's like, no, I don't trust you. That whole, you know, it's very, uh, polarizing. And is How there... should men respond to women going on these girls' trips? And is there a difference if the girls she goes on a trip with are all in a relationship hmm. or Great if they're all point. single? Does that make a difference in allowing her going on a girls' Great trip? Point. Mm-hmm. And this is in a long-term relationship with yes. your partner where things are good? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think I think it depends on how the, how the friends view the guy, mm. right? Big time. Like, if the girl's always complaining about this guy all the time, you know, and she's like, Oh my God. And then she brings up all the problems and the, the friends view that guy as like bad mm-hmm. <laughs> as the guy, you're, he should be worried. Right? <laughs> but if, if the friends love you, then they're actually going to protect, like they're going to push guys away from the, the girlfriend, like get away. She has a, he has an amazing, she has an amazing boyfriend, you know, she's, mm-hmm. she's married, she's taken. So I think it depends on the girl's relationship with the guy mm-hmm. a lot so of times. W- but w- would you let your girls go on a, your girl go on a girl trip? where how long so so we're we're going josh it's me and my three friends and we're going to tulum and it's becky's birthday so the four of us we're all going to tulum but before we go to tulum we're actually going to vegas for like three days so i'll see you in a week love you bye what do you do Mm. see you in a week love you bye okay um (laughs) Well, I would not try to control her about that, right? I would let her do what she wants to do. But I would the expectation I would set is like, hey, I want you to call me each night when you get home. Mm. Okay. Sure. And that's the I boundary that. I would set. I'll call you. I'll, I'll call you every day. That's fine. And why do you want her to call you? Just to know what time she's going to home? To know she's safe. 
Yeah, okay. you know, because it's a bunch of girls. Like, you know, there's some weird guys out there, and so I want to make sure she gets home safe every night. Is is your actual concern her safety, mm-hmm. or is it the fact that yeah, I never know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. out there at a club in Vegas or Tulum? I expect or my girlfriend to be completely honest with me, and she is brutally honest. That's one thing I love about her. She mm-hmm. tells me she tells me every single guy that hits on her almost too much. Okay, right? Or <laughs> she's like testing me, but. No, it completely is from a place of safety. Um, okay, so if, if they're going to Mexico, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, gotcha. So removing yourself from the equation, what advice would you give to men out there whose girl is going on a girl's trip? How should they respond? Should they be as cool as you and say, hey, listen, do your thing. We'll, I'll see you in a week. Just call me every night. Should they say, hey, listen, babe, I'm not the type of dude that allows his girl to just go out and party on girls' trips. How should men, especially confident men who don't want to look like desperate or clingy, how should they view this and react to their woman going on a girls' trip? There's two things here. So I'll, I'll go back to that. Like, remember that, that uh, spectrum I told you about, like the people pleaser and then the controlling guy. You mm-hmm. want to come in from here, which is the way I approach it. I'll tell a guy the same advice I would take for myself. Mm-hmm. But secondly, I would say to use like a reverse empathy technique, which is like you talk, you have a conversation with her and say, hey, if the situation was reverse and I was going with my guy friends and we're going to go get drunk every night, how would you feel? What would you mm. need from me in that moment to feel understood and safe and trust me? Nice. Right. And so if you have that conversation where if the situation is reversed, you can see what she would expect. And then you have a, that understanding of what the needs are with each other. And then that's what kind of gets communicated. And reverse it, and it's, it's psychology right trust. there, girls. Yep. Yeah. What was that last part, Josh? Trust? It's an opportunity to build trust with you guys. Yeah. That's an opportunity, right? Okay. Um, and if she, and like if you come from a place of like, hey, if she wants to, I think it's what you're getting at. It's like if she does something stupid, right, or she breaks a boundary, and then she doesn't tell me about it, she doesn't respect me, and that's just more sign that we shouldn't be together. Hmm. But how would you find out? I expect people to be honest with me, right, in, in a relationship. Like I've never lied to my partner, so I expect the same thing, and I trust. It goes back to the trusting. I trust my person I'm with to tell me the truth until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. And if they break that boundary, then they don't value me and I'm just going to leave. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's safer to not like allow them to go on that trip? Because it's like, how much what? control do you have over other people? No, fair enough. Fair enough. But I, like you can go out any day, any day of the night and yeah. get hit on by guys if you want to not even tell him. Right. But I don't know. I feel like if I were to go out, I would be like, well, my man to be there. Would you want, hey, let me ask you a question. So would you mm-hmm. want your guy to put that hard boundary on you and say, no, you can't do that? Would you respect that? I would want to know why. And then. Because he says that he doesn't, he doesn't trust other guys. And he says, if you get really drunk, he doesn't know what you'll do. Cause you maybe can't control your behavior when you're drunk. Well, I would, then I would ask in a way of like, have I presented any uh, signs of me doing that for you to think that? That's what I would have said. Have they presented any signs of me doing that? Like, he says no, but in a different context of like Tulum, it's like a different environment. Your emotions are going to be different, you know, in the party environment, you that you won't be able to control yourself. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before. I've been to Tulum and I've seen girls with, with girl with boyfriends, you know, hook up with other guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I the line know. that's saying, Excuse me, uh, hey, how you doing? Excuse me, I have a boyfriend. Yeah, well, that's what my last girlfriend said to me. Oh my gosh, I never got that line. I always uh-huh. get that, do you want another one? Uh-huh. I'm like, no, no, no. Or, yeah, or like, I'm bullshit. Right? Yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. Good one, no. have those lines. I thought we were talking about random things that we don't care about. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about random things. I like that one. Uh, last couple of questions, Josh. This has been illuminating and inspiring, and uh, I really appreciate this. Yes. Um, you know, there's this whole sort of debate in the manosphere 
Uh, mm. You shouldn't so, show emotions around your girl. Don't be vulnerable around oh, your girl. Yeah. Don't cry. Don't do it. Oh, it's not wait. worth it. I She's going to dry wait. up. It ain't the thing to do. <laughs> so what do you recommend your that for most men when it comes to being vulnerable or even crying or showing emotion with your girl? And granted, yes, you should not be crying every day in front of your girl. That's the easy answer. I'm just talking even the infrequent times when, hey, times are tough. You share your experience with your girl. Um, what's your advice on sharing emotions and being vulnerable with your woman? I, I, the first thing I want to address is like, I love how we put emotion as like, just like it's a one, like maybe one or two things. Like there's such a wide spectrum of emotions. Like which emotions are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Insecurity, jealousy, like restraint, anger, yeah. hurt, wow. hurtness, like sadness. Like which emotion are we talking about mm-hmm. here? Right. Um, but I mean, I think as a person, you should always, always, always express how you feel. Mm-hmm. Now, in the now, do you express that always to a, a woman in your relationship or to someone else? Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's the kind of question. And how often do you do that? And I I see where the people in like the red pill community are coming from. Where you don't want to show too much weakness because I think a lot of the guys they're thinking about is like guys who come and just cry to their girl all the time. But I mean, most men, I can't speak to every guy, but most men, we cry maybe once a year, twice tops. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you're crying to your girl like more than that, there is probably something wrong with you that you need to go see a therapist <laughs> yeah. for, yeah. right? You know, you shouldn't. Your 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 girlfriend should not be your mom, and I think a lot of guys have that in their mind subconsciously. Mm. You know what I mean? That's right. And that um, but yes, you should show some vulnerability because like, at, and you woman here, you guys, you guys can tell me this. You got you, you know, it's like if a man is hiding emotions, you can tell when he's hiding something, oh, right? Yeah. And it's like, he's not letting you in. It's like, well, I feel disconnected from you right now. Mm. And I find more women leave men, not because he was too weak and vulnerable, but because he wasn't emotionally connected to me because he was hiding who he was. Mm. That's why women leave men more. Yeah. Ah, I, I really like what you said there. It's the like, point. how many, what type of emotion? Is it anger? Is it fear? Is it insecurity? Yeah. Are you, so are you sad? Are you, do you feel vulnerable? Did you lose your job? Or is life tough? And you just need a shoulder to cry on. There's such a wide range of emotions that it's not just one blanket statement of don't be vulnerable in front of your girl. I think that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Depends I also on the want to emotion. say this, that yeah. whatever you're crying about or vulnerable about, are you taking action on it? Or, or is it consistently the same thing over and over? Mm-hmm. Are you always complaining about your job, not doing anything about it? Then the girl's going to be like, yo, like you're complaining about the same thing over and over. You're not taking action as a man. Like That's where the like disrespect and the well dries up, if you will. Yes. Ah. You don't true. want that well drying up. Okay, last couple of questions with Josh, um, and then and we'll call it a day. Um, I want it's, this is sort of like uh, the good and the bad. Let, let, let's leave it with this. Let's start with the bad. Um, in your opinion, what is the hardest part of marriage or of a serious mm. relationship? What is the hardest part? If you can boil it down to one, maybe even two things. Well. 90% of uh, couples come into a therapist and they say communication problems is the issue, mm. right? And so I'll tie everything together for you guys, a nice little little bow. Like going back to the simplest things are also the hardest. Mm-hmm. It's like communicating your honest emotions and needs to her without the fear of rejection, right? Or abandonment. Mm-hmm. We're not feeling good enough. We're not feeling strong mm-hmm. enough. It's like communicating those needs consistently over time and putting that trust in them that they won't, you know, betray you, which is going to happen in a relationship anyways. Betrayal <laughs> always happens, but be able to consistently still communicate your needs and assume that they have your best interest in mind. That is the hardest part. You're saying the, the hardest constant. part is communicating. Mm-hmm. Let me give mm-hmm. you a little uh, maybe food for thought, not so much pushback. You're familiar with the, the, the movie Old School, Vince Vaughn, Will Ferrell, 
Luke Wilson. I love that movie, yeah. Okay, you kind of look like Luke Wilson a little bit. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> you ever gotten that? But I've gotten Adam Sandler, actually. Maybe I can no, see No, I don't you listen, think so. No, homo, you're way better looking yeah, than Adam Sandler. Yeah, you're way better looking. <laughs> <laughs> I got Ryan Gosling, got... too, a couple times, so there, I there you go. I, that, that one I agree with. Ryan that. Gosling, Adam yeah, Sandler. Could you're... there be any more different? <laughs> I'm a mix between. Yeah. I'm a blend. It's like, if I had the yellow yeah. hair, it'd be more Ryan I, Gosling. You know, some people tell me I look like Brad Pitt. Other people tell me I look like Shrek. I don't know. Which one is it? It's like, that's why you just got to let it go. You know, water off a dog's back, right? It's whatever. So, anyway, Adam Sandler, how you doing? over there so <laughs> where i was going to go with this is in the movie old school the opening scene will ferrell's getting married and and uh, vince vaughn is uh his groomsman and he's like get out of this you don't want to do this frank frank the tank that was his name um you know, get out of there it's not too late and like she's walking down the aisle and he's like and this is my question he's like great decision buddy one vagina the rest of your life this is what you want to do this is what you want to do with this right now one vagina the rest of your life and all the bridesmaids are like come on buddy so how much of a factor is it for men that it's like <gasps> that commitment, that lack of freedom and that one vagina the rest of their life weighing on their mind? In your opinion, uh, how much of a factor is that in the hardest part of marriage for men? I think for a man that can have that access to a lot of women is more difficult. Right. Um, but the, at the end of the day, what is that extra vagina really giving you? Mm. Right. What I found is that when men go outside of the marriage, it's not because of novelty. Mm-hmm. It's because they weren't emotionally connected to their wife or their wife was being cold and distant, not feminine, not giving them affection and love. And I feel like at the end of the day, if that woman is giving you that core level need every single day or at least most days and you guys are working on that, there is no desire to go see other people. Mm. Right. This novelty idea that I think a lot of guys have that like, oh, I'm a man, I need to spread my seed. Mm. It's such like that's like saying that like you should resist yourself to kill someone else when they cut you off in traffic. It's like an <laughs> impulse. It's an urge. Yeah. Right. And you should be able to fight that as a man. I think have that restraint. And I think that's what makes a higher quality man. It's not giving into that restraint every well, day. I'll like say that. this. Uh, number one, don't, don't give into road rage and kill someone. That's fair to say. Mm-hmm. And be very, uh, use discretion when a second vagina comes into your life. You know, remember <laughs> that the first one is the, your ma- your main choice. <laughs> Anyway, shout out to Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell for the inspiration for that question. Great Last movie. one for you. Great movie. Sure. Last question with Josh. By the way, subscribe to Josh's channel. Thank you for being here, Josh. This has mm-hmm. been awesome. We'll, we'll yeah. connect offline as well if we can. Um, you know, you've seen these movies like, uh, what's the, what's the uh, not Sleepless in Seattle, what's the one with uh, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan and they're, they, they're dating all these years? Mm-hmm. Shit, she, you know, she, Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan. What's the movie? Uh, when Harry Met Sally. Oh yeah. Okay, so you see these, and within the movie, uh, it's kind of like peppered with interviews with all these older couples that have been together 40, 50 years, and while the movie kind of plays on and they're dating throughout like multiple decades, college, after college, you know, uh, dating other people, running into each other. There's this like. And throughout the movie, they're, they're, they ask older couples questions like, what's the secret to your marriage? What would you say if your wife did this? It's, it's, it's like it kind of gives a choice of like, even though you're 20 and 30, there's some 80 and 90 year olds out there kind of have some wisdom. So let me focus in, and hone in on this last question. If you interviewed 100 couples that have been married for 40, 50 years plus, and you asked each one of them, Give me the number one reason, the number one secret to a long-lasting, happy relationship. What do you think the most common answer would be? 
I actually know what the most common answer is. Oh. And it's it's framed in two separate ways. It's uh, either people will say compromise or to put your partner's needs ahead of your own. Mm. And that goes back to that class ha- uh, full when you're into a relationship, right? That 100% equals 200%. It's all the same thing. And when you come into the relationship wanting to meet their needs first through the law of reciprocity, they'll want to do the same with you. Ooh, great answer. Clearly he has watched when Harry met Sally multiple times. <laughs> Josh, I got to tell you, we pressed you today. You had great responses. You know, you got personal, you got vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I, I would say that uh, you've got a lucky lady on on, on your uh, on your team, and yes. then that she's got a. And I'll tell, a lucky I'll tell man. you, you said that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. play yes. black this clip yes. <laughs> out there. Josh, final thoughts, last uh, last thoughts that you want to give to the to the audience, and where can they find you? Go ahead, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll just say this. It's, it's a quote from Models and Mark Manson. I'm not sure if you know that book. Um, he took it from someone else. But uh, one thing I'll say, if like if someone's failing in relationships over and over, um, what Mark says in the book is the only thing you have in common with a person you're with is you. Mm. So if relationship problems keep on arising in the same relationships, you got to look at yourself and say, how can I change myself to be happy, right? Instead of mm. focusing on people outside of yourself. Wow. And uh, as far as where people can find me, it's a uh, Relationship Mastery with Josh Hudson is a YouTube channel. So we will or Pinnacle the, Man is the website. Awesome. We will put the link to your website below. Uh, and Josh, I really appreciate you coming on today. You had a lot of uh, nodding of the heads and applauses <laughs> and like My favorite swooning. guest you've ever had. Yeah, you like My that. My favorite <laughs> guest you've ever had. I'll need to come in person next time. Yeah. Next time you're in Florida, you are invited to come on the show whenever you're here. And we'll connect offline and I'll get in touch with you uh, via our friend Rob. But thank you for being here. Josh Hudson in the house. Thank you, brother. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. All right, cool. Uh, anyway, that was awesome. That was we can, awesome. We can we can end the Zoom. Let's uh, we got to wrap up in the next five ten minutes. So we'll just mm-hmm. do some uh, some super chats. Chats. We will do some uh, happy endings, and uh, we'll give some final takeaways mm-hmm. for the audience out there. Um, Natalia, what do you think of our friend Josh? I liked him a lot. I think he gave an insight from experience of other people's relationship. And sometimes I feel like you can learn lessons through that. You don't necessarily have to go through those things to learn a lesson. Um, I do think he put things in a perspective that made you maybe think twice about certain things that we hear in the manosphere. Um, And then there was also things that I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I disagree with a little bit, but I think that's the point of the conversation is to find that middle ground and that agreement um, when we have these guests on. So I thought it was a great perspective and, you know, to see someone young, someone successful and someone who is in a relationship with the intention of getting married. Um, I think it was a really good uh, guest we had today for the audience that we Yeah, the, the thing that upset you was that bikini pic of what you can and not post on Instagram. <laughs> I don't that, know, I just think You got a little heated with that. I didn't get heated, I just think you're like... You're getting heated right now. No, it's not that I got heated. You're raising your voice at your <laughs> no, boy no, no. What's going on now? Uh, I just think that I can... I don't know, I find it almost... I find it attractive when a guy kind of like is a little more assertive with how you present yourself. Um, because they're looking at it like, you're my woman and I want, you know, like I want to reserve you, like you're mine. So I don't want you to be expressed to the world in a certain Mm. way where they feel like they have access to what I have access to. So, but I understand his point of view as well. You know, I think he's coming from a point of like, you know, if you met your woman and she always had bikini pictures and then now when you met her, you're like, take it down. It's like, you're trying to change somebody that you wanted to commit to. You can't really do that. Um, but I, I enjoyed like mostly what he said and he gave very valid points, gentlemen. So don't, don't 
Don't don't ignore it. Thank you for making this about the gentleman, and I appreciate that. Kelly, yes. what was your favorite takeaway of the show today? Um, I think I need to start dating therapists or anybody that's <laughs> taking his class because I agreed with, I think, almost everything he said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a mature way to have conversations and, and have a relationship and get to know someone. The, ti- the timeline thing is the only thing I could think of that I'd be like, that's a little long. Mm-hmm. But I get building that partnership and that trust. And I love about communicating feelings. I think that's great. And like which feelings? I thought that was such a great point. Yeah. A lot of these red pill people think... Um, they, they they explode, right? So then it's all these negative feelings that they're sharing. Mm. There's positive ones you can share too. It's finding a balance and an outlet. Who do you share the negative feelings with and the positive feelings with? And, and if you communicate your feelings better, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- sharing your feelings won't be such a insecurity or an issue, I mm. think. Um, and I mean, if you want me to forgive you, all you have to do is kiss me. That's that that would work. Oh, that you like video, that move right there. I just I don't know if I like if, that. if a guy did, I would be like, okay, yeah. you're forgiven. Cal's right he there. kisses me, he goes to do it. Done. I you're think, forgiven. I Fair think enough. we get caught up, you know, uh, you know, in the manosphere and the red pill and everything that, I, that the majority of it, I think, is great advice. And I think we're, you know, there's there's the, the the people who are worthy of giving the advice, and then there's sort of second third fourth fifth tier who end up spouting Mm -hmm. off and it becomes sort of a a watered down derivative of the actual good advice um but i think that the the concept of choice is very big because you can be very set in your ways as a man and this is what i stand for and this is what i do and this is how much money i make and this is what i bring to the table and this is what i expect from a woman as if you're not (laughs) understanding that she has a choice and a role in the relationship Mm -hmm. as well and if you don't think that she's not just going to kind of look at that sort of domineering this is the way it is as a red flag that she's just going to basically repel and be repulsed and push away you want her to choose you and if she doesn't and if you communicate what you want she's not going to do it there's your answer right there that's not your girl you want her to Mm. choose you you Mm -hmm. want her to choose the behaviors that you express i like that you go kelly choose you yeah you know if they say if you uh if you love something let it go if Mm -hmm. it returns to you it was meant to be if it never returns it was never yours to begin with to Mm. begin with i love that yeah all right don't cry now i'm gonna cry uh do you have any super (laughs) chats that we need to address today i do got some super chats and i want to shout out bean cheeks hey my cheeks is here i see you man i love (laughs) seeing you in the chat chat. yes it's my he's he's cool he's a cool guy um so we'll get with the super chats first off thank you all for the super chats today i appreciate the love here at the valuetainment we appreciate all that love um, so I'll start off with YNG skirt. Uh, does not go on girls trip. No, I do not go on girls trip. Uh, I don't even have girls to really go on a trip with. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need some friends. Shit. I'd go with you, Nat. <laughs> let's, let's go. go. Let's but, go. Okay, let's say Kelly and a couple other girls, Nicole, mm-hmm. what have you, wanted to go on a girls trip. You're saying you wouldn't go? Um, I'm sure it would be like... If it was like value taming girls, like yeah, I mean, that's different. yeah, that's okay. different. It's the culture. Orlando the, club girls. No, yeah, no, no, I, right. it gets a little wild. That all right, there. He's up, beating cheeks. Yes, beating cheeks. And then we got beating cheeks. He said, "I have a friend who's worked his butt off and never asked for money ever, but won a lawsuit worth a few million and is uh, real estate investing. Is that a bit of a cheat or good luck? Trying not to be a bad bad on men." I mean, it is what it is. The guy's got money. Hopefully he saves it and is smart with it. Right. But if he doesn't have a job and he's not working, that's all he's got. That money will dry up real quick. Yes. 
then we have SN Network. Uh, question for Adam. In your experience, where's the best spot to pick up ladies? I saw in the chat uh, Publix and Whole Foods. What? Girls yeah. love food. I mean, but I'm busy <laughs> buying groceries. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I like that idea. Look, um, here's what I'll say. Um, yeah, okay, Whole Foods. I know dudes that literally just post up outside of Whole Foods no all day. That's and weird. They just, it's weird. That's weird. But, you know, if you've got some game and you can go to a girl, she's shopping and, you know, hey, oh, cool, what are you getting buying? Oh, the milk, it's heavy. All right, let me yeah. help you out. Eggs are expensive these days, as Kelly knows. And, hey, you know. They're expensive. But... It gets a bad rap, but I still believe the best place to meet a woman is your local watering hole. Okay, whether that's a bar, lounge, nightclub. People say that is a red flag. Oh my God, she's out in the club. It's like, well, so are you, homie. Mm. So like, that's where people meet. Mm -hmm. People aren't meeting at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. You know, people aren't meeting at the library. There's a reason that nightclubs and bars and restaurants and this type of element attracts these type of single people going out because you know it's supply and demand there's a large supply now what i would say is just because you meet them there doesn't mean that's going to be your future wife Mm -hmm. but it gives you the, the the greatest opportunity to meet people like i had this conversation with our friend Derek the other day and he's like i'm looking for this type of girl and uh you know she needs to be this this and this and i go well you're never gonna find that girl in goddamn boynton beach you know it's like you're looking for a needle in a haystack Mm -hmm. if you're looking for that type of girl you need to go down to south miami hialeah and there's a million of them walking around Mm -hmm. so supply and demand like Mm -hmm. go find where the supply is Mm -hmm. and then kind of see what meets your demand rather than like you know it's kind of like you go to a financial conference let's say Mm -hmm. right or business conference or the ones i go to and it's 90 percent men right Mm -hmm. so now Let's say there's a thousand people there. There's 900 men and there's 100 women. Now a, a woman and don't get don't take this literal music as an example. A woman who is a six in real life is all of a sudden a nine at a financial conference, mm-hmm. and every guy's like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And now you're basically putting that woman on a pedestal, and you're competing for this woman because of the law of supply and demand. There's not enough women mm. at this conference, so now every guy's like, "Oh, you see, uh, Melissa over there, she's so hot." I'm like, "Yeah, she's a fucking Miami four, bro. What are you talking about right now?" <laughs> like, all of a sudden, she's at this financial conference, and you think she's hot because she's got reading glasses on? Yeah, not that cool. So. In a nightclub where there's thousands of women out mm-hmm. there, hundreds of women out there, mm-hmm. uh, by the law of supply and demand, you'll the woman won't be as like, who do you think you are talking? Because nothing's worse than a girl who thinks that like she's hotter than she really is. Mm, right. And uh, I think so also you can be meet smart a, with that. I think you can also meet a girl just in like places that you like naturally go to. Like, I think those are like. I think like because I'm not gym, gonna be the guy yeah. in supermarket. Club. <laughs> you know, if you go to church, you walk out of church. Like I think that's more. And if you go to the club, like a club could just be a place where like you like to hang out. You go, you know, yeah. do those things. Like I think it's different based on like what you like to do. So mm-hmm. like I wouldn't base it on like oh Adam goes this way, I have to do it this way. No, like, know I, yourself. You're right. I'll just say this. It's like how many single girls that are young, attractive, are at church looking for a dude. Three? Right? Okay. This is why I'm still single, because (laughs) I go to church and not the club. (laughs) How many girls at the gym, how many girls are even at the gym at the same time you're working out? 
seven. You're right. Okay, Fair versus enough. if you go to a nightclub, right. you have 300 women to choose from. You're right. And usually if they're at the club, they're single. Yeah, but so sometimes at the club, a, they're looking like, who can buy me a drink? Hey, like, that's, that's fine. That's not you a... Know? Like, the odds, the odds eventually, you know, the number of times you go, you, the you number go, of girls there. You go fishing with bait. And at a nightclub, alcohol is bait. Can I buy you a drink? Yeah. But for me, like, if I'm at a club and a guy comes up to me, I'm always, like, wary. I'm like, all right, let's see how far this gets. You know, Mm -hmm. usually by the end of, like, he'll buy me a drink and then, like, three minutes later, he disappears. I'm like, ah, let me give you Let me give you a perfect (laughs) example with our friend Natalia. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of get yourself a good church, girl. All right. I know we need to wrap up. I could spend yeah. about a half hour diagnosing this thing over here. Uh, However, I don't have I'll that say many this. Issues, I'll say you this. You do not. Yeah. I will say this. Natalia, yes. I would call you a good girl. You'll be faithful. You'll be feminine. You'll be friendly. All the F's the out there. best Fine, friend you ever fit. had. You'll be an amazing girlfriend to a guy. How many nightclubs, bars, restaurants, lounges, festivals have you been to uh-huh. in the last 12 months total Uh, i don't know i don't count but the point is the numbers in the dozens bars restaurants nights clubs festivals yes so what's my point that good girls are at these places too that is true okay okay i give you that exactly i give you that this is why i'm an expert at this guys ladies (laughs) and gentlemen because i have this girl right now telling me oh you meet him at church it's like woman you up in the club But I go with you for protection. I'm like, please don't (laughs) nobody talk to me. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, go ahead. So let's finish reading. All right. We've got uh, Purple Hills. Hi, Adam. Do you find a pattern of many women lying about having boyfriend's husband while you're dating them as a high value man? Oh, that's a good question. I I think men are more prone to lying about that than women. That's Mm. for sure. But, you know, as Chris Brown once said, (laughs) we know that. So (laughs) why would I give you my heart when I can buy you a purse? That's also another line. There you go. Listen, you know, these days, uh, women uh, with the rise of modern feminism, they 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 got their whole options and choice, too. But it's important to vet these women mm-hmm. and make sure that you're not settling down with a risque type of woman. So I, the question was, do women lie about this type of stuff? You better believe it. But, you know, make sure that you're vetting these women properly. Mm-hmm. And then we have another one by YNG Skirt. He said, y'all capping about the dad bod. We're definitely not. No, nope. we're definitely not. Capping about I, I'm. Yep. I like the money bag. Okay. Yeah. I like the money bag. Both money bags. I don't mind. Listen. I mean, everyone would be like, yes, the six yeah. pack would be nice. But I, my, the guys yeah. I've had with six pack and the guys I've had with money bags, I like the money bags. Big, big difference. Money yes. bag. Listen, <laughs> we're not talking about full on sloppy dad bod guy. It's we're talking about a guy who's he's not perfect. He's in shape, he's but not, he's got a little bit of he. Yeah. He had. Yeah. He, he could afford the extra dessert. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Go. I like Not, that. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Uh, then we got Beaten Cheeks. He said, "Kudos to PBD and Adam for taking." Um, on your own responsibilities in your past i played that victim card in my late 20s but when i owned them uh, lost the fake friends and gained better ones good stuff mm-hmm. then we got dc laws have changed to the benefit of uh the div- laws have changed to benefit the divorcing wife until it changes back marriage is a huge financial risk especially if a man was already successful no diggity no doubt that's why <laughs> sex especially as a successful guy you got to have the prenup conversation, whether it's on the second date or the 20th date. Yeah. You got to have it. Yeah. Okay. Because if a girl's not down to sign a prenup, especially if she has nothing, 
Yeah. Especially if she has nothing. So Eddie Murphy used to do a joke when he was doing all his stand-up, Eddie Murphy, Raw, all that. And he's like, uh, he tells the joke. I don't want to butcher this, but he's like, he meets his girl. She's African. She's from the bush. He found her. She had nothing. And all of a sudden, she's like, you know, Eddie, I want this, Eddie. Oh, Eddie. And he's like, I found you in an African bush. <laughs> like, you were naked and clothless and homeless, living in a hut. And all of a sudden, you want diamonds and pearls and mansions. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, if you're the high value man, just, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. Just, it's so easy. I say this all the time. Women are the most beautiful things on the planet. But if you play your cards wrong, they could be the ugliest things on the planet. Yeah. Okay? The whole premise of the show is that, you know, improve, make your money, become a man of status and success. And the byproduct of that are beautiful women, luxury items, cars, clothes, jewelry. But women are at the top of the list. And uh, it's very easy for a man to fall in love with his eyes. Oh, my gosh. You're yes. so beautiful. I told the story of my friend. Like, every night he goes out, yeah. oh, I'm in love. I'm in love. Relax pump the brakes okay so just be, be very careful who you're choosing and be very careful who you're giving your money your time your energy all that too because the woman that makes you happy should make you want to kill yourself mm. if you play your cards wrong that is true then we, <laughs> then we have our trc 23 what's up hello he said i have eight boys two girls three baby mothers love all uh, that can't ba- be true <laughs> yeah he said i have eight boys i got two girls uh, three baby mothers love all my babies and support them. My dude up in Canada. Yeah, TRC wow. twenty three. And then he said, uh, read, read study uh, Niccolo Machiavelli, the prince. Yeah. Then we have crypto crypto keeper. I don't think a high value man can use discretion like Adam says. I believe Adam has earned the right to exercise his option respectfully. And nice sweater, Natalia. Oh, the sweater you're wearing. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, Nat made this sweater yes, for me for, for my birthday. birthday. Yeah. It says save that money. My yes. slogan right Love there. Valuetainment logo right there. A little, little sauce logo the right side. there. Name in the back. Natalia, great birthday present. Yes. Thank you. And ladies, those are customized gifts are the best gifts to give people. Uh, then we have a uh, beaten cheeks. He said, I said Publix and Whole Foods, not a bar. <laughs> and I don't post yes. up. I just getting my fruits and veggies. OK, I accept that beaten cheeks. And then we have Uncle Luke. Uncle, Uncle Luke's Luke in back. the house. Yes. <laughs> we got Uncle Luke. He says, are men even allowed to have standards or preferences anymore in this country, Adam? Really, though, we're ashamed for wanting what we want. I don't know. I think that's a narrative that is sort of being pushed down our throat. Of course, mm-hmm. we can have preferences and standards. Now, if the if the mainstream media or like the Cosmo magazines of the world don't want to accept that that's their problem but if you're a man and you have standards and you have to stand for something and you want something in your life fucking go for it okay like yeah. you know I, I just did a uh, a video about uh about how women want you know a man who makes six figures and a six foot and six inches and six pack and they have all these things and they have all these expectations of a man and a laundry list of checklists that a man needs to you know, I, I want him to be good with puppies and I want him to call his mom every night and I want him to make me laugh, but don't be too goofy. And and like, and like, all right, in return, I want you to make me a sandwich. And it's like, oh, my God, yeah. I can't believe you said that. So I to, to answer his question, can men have standards anymore? Of course you can. You should. Now, if people are offended by your standards. That's on, on that's on them. Mm-hmm. So don't apologize for having standards. Yeah. Keep your standards, please. I think it there will keep go. women to do better. 
So just mm-hmm. keep that in mind when you're looking mm-hmm. out for your got ladies. Uh, then we got finished off with Beaten Cheeks. He said, I will be in Miami in June, July time frame uh, for investment opportunities. I will try and find time to take uh, you out for coffee and tell you, ah, Beaten Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you when you come out here. You'll come visit the headquarters. I, I, I never want to know Beaten Cheeks' real name. <laughs> me neither. Don't tell me, okay? How are you, Mr. Cheeks? It's <laughs> Mr. great to Cheeks. see you. You still beating it? That's great to oh hear. Oh, my God. My man. But I do appreciate that guy. Yes, great name. We do. Any other super chats before uh, we wrap up? Let me up? check. I think that is it for the super chats. Thank okay. you all for the chats. We appreciate yes. you know you know you guys for tuning in. And at the end of the day here, we want to give you value. We want to give you different perspectives. And uh, we want to be that platform yeah. where we have different guests on with different views of things. And mm-hmm. you get to make your decision and decide the life and, you want. So. And just to understand, Natalia is getting better at reading the super chats. Yeah. Did you see me today? I, I am so it. proud of you. Right? We, we will always read the super chats unless they tend to be disrespectful maybe yes. we don't read those super chats nope. yeah. we'll see if we treat everyone with respect you can disagree with about without being disagreeable mm-hmm. uh say whatever you want in the super chats but if it's completely disrespectful we probably won't read them yeah I think that's fair i to think say. it's very totally. fair it's, it's only respectful. by the way yeah i it's your show. N- Natalia has complete autonomy on what she wants to read. I'm not yeah. telling. I'm not yeah, reading you the don't. super chats. You don't. I, I, I don't do know. decide. I do decide. But yeah. it's, I do that just so you guys know. Like I may not read some of the aggressive, far, hard, like super chats because at the end of the day, like we are a podcast and we are a conversation where we want the guests to feel comfortable to give what they feel is valuable to the audience. Yes, you know, it's your decision if you want to agree disagree you can make your own opinion like that's your choice but at the end of the day we want to be a platform where our guests feel comfortable they get to give their perspective if we agree disagree we can push back and do that but i think it's important that you allow people to have a perspective and a decision mm-hmm. especially in the times today where every you know things are being cut off like tate is being shut down like you see those things in that and it's like that's wrong but then someone comes here and gives a perspective you don't like and you're like oh you know like be, make them be quiet so it's like you can kind of contradict yourself so you know i i do monitor the chat and i do read the chats and i want our guests to feel comfortable to say things that may make you uncomfortable because i want you guys to like think about it i want you guys it, it's supposed to challenge you and if it affects you it can help you make decisions in your life so just be mindful of that and i can read and it's because <laughs> of you guys so i appreciate all of you guys in the well super chat right. we well with that being said we are now wrapping up i just want to show some love and appreciation to our friend kelly kelly Kel. for being here today i loved her in here listen no offense to delhi but we do love kelly oh i love so that we will gladly take you anytime you want to be on the show yes. natalia thank you for my wonderful birthday gift yes i enjoyed my birthday thank you for doing all that you do your reading skills, your uh, beautiful white teeth, your your uh, your your feminine energy yes. is a gift to, to have on the show. Thank you, and I appreciate the ladies in my life that are here, yes. and I appreciate you guys for being here and following the Sauzcast. We're only getting better. We're only growing. I don't have all the answers. I have a lot of them, but I, I'm being very vulnerable. I'm being full disclosure with the the good, the bad, the ugly of my life. We I think we all are, um, but we're here for you to learn from our our wins, our losses, uh, everything that that happens in our life. So you can take them and apply them to your life. Um, But thank you guys for being here. We're all about helping you become the best version of yourself. We talked about being a high value man today and what that takes and having choices and options when you can become that man. We talked about uh, the, the pros and cons, the good, the bad of marriage and relationships, how to win, how to succeed in that with our friend Josh Hudson. 
And we answered your super chats today because we're here for you and we want to hear from you. Uh, thank you tuning in for another episode of the Sauscast. We will see you next week. Enjoy the weekend. Don't do anything I wouldn't do out there, ladies and gentlemen, which isn't a lot. But just don't do it. Yes. Uh, enjoy the weekend and uh, save that money. Save we that out money. Right there.